cut it there. Cut, 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 cut! Ribbit! And cut. Cut! Cut, 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 cut! Terrific! Cut! And cut! Cut, let's try it again. Cut! And cut! 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 Check the game. Cut it! Cut! I did Welcome to Cut, just another movie podcast. I'm Annie. I'm Angie. And we're two siblings that love movies. And we're back. Better than ever. We took a little bit of a hiatus, but now we're back. Fully uh, prepared. And we decided to come back this week because if you are a film lover, you know that it's Oscar week. And the Oscar is going to be this Sunday on ABC. If you've been living on a rock, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. And we thought, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give our picks what we think is going to win, but also kind of if the Oscars were up to us, what we would vote for. And we're doing it for two reasons. We're doing it if you have a pool in your home or your workplace, you're wondering, what should I vote for? You know, should I pick this? Should I pick that? We're going to do that list, but then we're going to do the picks that we want to win personally. So. We'll flag those and we'll let you know which ones are which. And uh, we're going to have fun with it. What I love about the Oscars is that they're there for like the smaller movies to get the attention. Um, One great story that I remember about 2020. Well, 2019, 2021 Parasite won. Is uh, there was a library in Utah after Parasite won that had like 300 bookings to rent the DVD of Parasite just because it won. Best picture. I really like the Oscars. Not only because of what you said, it does shine a light on movies that you would otherwise probably not see or, you know, that the general public would probably not see. And in some cases, it'll cause them to have re-releases for a wider audience. Like I think Parasite was re-released after it won. I think it was at like AMC again for like you know right. a month or whatever. But I also just like the fashion. I like seeing all the celebrities hanging out. I like the crazy moments, the unexpected moments. Yeah, pictures of the governor's ball afterward when everyone's wasted. That's always nice. I just love award season in general, not just the Oscars. Like, I like the Golden Globes, BAFTAs, CCA, pretty much whichever one we can watch. And that's a good segue because we're going to kind of break down before we do this on how the voting happens for the Academy Awards because I think it's like a mystery, especially if you're not if you're just kind of a casual viewer and just like want to watch the Oscars just because it's the thing to do uh, this coming Sunday, but there's a a very elaborate way that they vote for, especially best picture. Um, But all those award shows that Angie was talking about, there's a, there's a reason why they exist and also have a big impact on the Oscars. And, you know, when we talk about like the BAFTAs, which are the British Academy Awards for those who don't know, but then you have the guild. So, you know, you have the Writers Guilds of America. You have the Producers Guild of America. You have Ace, which is like the Editors Guild. There's all these guilds that have all these award shows that aren't publicized. Um, but I'll, I'll talk about like why those are of importance, especially the way that we came up with our results and, and all of that. Each category in the Academy Awards. So if we're talking about like Best Cinematographer or Best Sound, those categories are the popular vote. So whoever gets the most votes wins that category and they're voted by not everyone. So if you are a member of the sound department, you get to vote. So an actor can vote for the sound. 
and vice versa, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. And the way that best picture works, everyone votes and you rank who you think is the best um, movie to the worst. And so in this case, this year, there's 10 nominations. So you have to rank number one through 10. Okay. So that's part one. Part two is to win that, you have to have 50% plus one of all the total votes. So like I said earlier, there's 10,000 men, roughly 10,000 members, let's say 10,000. Um, whoever wins best picture needs to get 5,000 in one votes to clinch it. And if you don't, this is where things get very complicated. So I said, you have to rank them one through 10, right? So let's say, you know, you rank number one is, um, the power of the dog. And then the bottom is don't look up. Neither if none of the 10 get 50% plus one, they take the least voted movie drop keep those votes but that movie's disqualified and then that number is given to the second place votes okay and so you do that sequentially <laughs> oh okay so you keep that number of votes and then you say you say okay don't look up we gave those votes to the second place rank so now you drop the second to worst movie and you give those votes to the third place ballot. I see. Okay. And then you do it until that first movie that breaks the 50% plus one. Now, I personally disagree with this voting process. So then if like if whatever movies in second place ends up getting more than 5,001, then they just frog jump over the yeah. movie. That, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why you've had... A lot of a lot more in this. They started in two thousand nine. Oh, I was okay. You you start having a lot more um, films that win where the director doesn't, and yeah. so like I can think of because before it used to be pretty much a lock if you won. Yeah, it's director. like a telltale sign. Like yeah. if director won, it meant that picture was gonna win. And I mean, it, logically, you would think that. Even more recently, you know, Damon Chazelle in twenty sixteen wins for <clears throat> La La Land. And then Mulan wins Best Picture, as we famously saw them Talking get it wrong. Talking about spicy moments. Yeah, that, that was a big one. And then in 2015, Iñárritu wins for The Revenant, and Spotlight wins for Best Picture. That's another one. And then in 2013, Guaron wins for Gravity, and Toy Years of Slave wins Best Picture. So I think because of the preferential ballot, you have a little bit more chaos. Which is good. Yeah, it yeah. creates for you know interesting moments in the, in the telecast and all that. But I just, I just, you do all the other categories yeah. by popular vote. Like, just do best picture that way, you know? And and it's more transparency for the everyday crowd to be just like, well, the most votes won. Like, yeah. It's pretty basic. But anyways, so going back to the unions, that's why it's important to see what the unions vote for. Because the Academy is made of those union members and they vote for their own individual categories. So that gives you a window of who they're probably going to vote for for the Academy Awards. So in the future, if you guys are interested to see like who has a leg up or who's the front runner, look at the union uh, awards because they lead up to the Oscars. Like the Oscars are still like the mother of them all, you know? Um, and that's why all these union ceremonies happen leading up to the Oscars, just to gauge where people are at and, and give, it gives an insight to like what the, the members are, are thinking. And lastly, before we give our picks, the members have till March 22nd to vote. So tomorrow's Tomorrow. the deadline. 
And again, that's why I said like leading up to the Oscars, all the union awards already happened, you know? And so it's like now or never. And, and then the other thing too is like, you're not going to have all the members vote just like with politics and, you know, voting in any country, you're not going to have a hundred percent of the vote. And so you have people that have been Academy members for fucking forever that are just like, I don't even care, you know? So on that high note, <laughs> let's get to our picks. So we're going to start off with short film live action. And the nominees are a la Kachu, Sorry if I'm butchering the name. Take and run in English. And then the dress. The long goodbye. On my mind. And please hold. I recommend searching out these short films because they're, you can find them on YouTube. They're very easy to find. There was maybe one or two that I couldn't find. Um, but who I think the Academy is going to vote for and who I would pick for line up with this one. And I'm going with the long goodbye, um, for a variety of reasons. Um, it's a drama and it's very of the times. It's, uh, about a Brit British South Asian family that are violently rounded up by mercenaries, you could say. And it, it's kind of depressing. Um, but it's very impactful. Um, and, the Academy tends to go for drama. You know, that's why you don't find comedies being, you know, nominated or at all. Or horror movies. Yeah, or horror movies, unfortunately. But the Academy loves drama. And I think this is um, the most impactful. Also, the second reason why is Riz Ahmed co-wrote, produced it, did the soundtrack. And it's like hip hop and rap. And I don't want to spoil it, but there's a really, the ending is fucked up for sure. But musically, it's it's a great soundtrack. And it actually, he's releasing an album with the same title. Oh. That led up to the short being. Well, being Riz Ahmed has double billing on the Oscar ballot because mm -hmm. for Flea as well. Right. And there's actually several people that I was actually talking about that have like two or more pictures that are nominated. But I mean, I'll give you this category just because... I have been busy watching the rest of them for the last like month. And this is one of the ones that I definitely haven't gotten to yet, but you did send me um, the long goodbye today. So I'm also going to vote for that one. Moving on to documentary short subject. Um, There's another category that you can easily find these movies on YouTube. A lot of them are from like New York times and they do like op-ed docs. And, and so they're very easily to find um, the nominees are audible Lead Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Benazir, and When We Were Bullies. This one lines up with what I would vote for and what the Academy, I think, is going to vote for. It's The Queen of Basketball. Another relevant movie. Um, it's about Lucy Harris, who scored the first basket in women's Olympic history. It was the first and only woman officially drafted into the NBA. And it's a really compelling story about and that's the thing. It's like, it's one of those stories where, where, why haven't I heard about this? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of League of Their Own. Oh, okay. Where Penny Marshall talked about, you know, I hadn't heard about this story. So that's what I wanted to make it into a movie. And that's the feeling that I got about this documentary is that no one had heard about it. So someone needs to make it. Um, and it was directed by uh, Ben Proudfoot. And I think it just, again, it's, it's fitting of the times and it's a great story. Um, 
And I just, I think it's by far the, the front runner for documentary short. All right. So the next category we have is for animated short. This one I did get a chance to watch. I actually finished up my watching today with these and I caught some of them. Um, for this one, we have Affairs of the Art. We have Bestia, Box Ballet, Robin Robin, and The Windshield Wiper. So for this one, the one I think will win is Robin Robin. And the reason I think it's going to win is, first of all, it's a Netflix short. And it's one of the longer ones. Like I think the rest of them clock in at like 14 minutes, 16 minutes. This one's 32 minutes. And it's also done by Ardman Studios. Yeah. Who did famously Wallace and Gromit. And what was it like the sheep one? That the, was like the... Yeah, and Chicken the, Run. Was it Chicken yeah, Run? Chicken yeah, run. Chicken Run. Yeah. And then you have, you know, voice acting by Gillian Anderson and uh, Richard E. Grant. And it's about a robin that's born into a family of mice. And so she's raised as a mouse, pretty much. That's all she knows. And then she comes... To, she has to come to terms with the fact that she's actually a robin and kind of grapples with this like self-identity issue, which I think is really cute that they did it with mice and birds. Um, the other ones that I watched, I watched Bestia and I watched the windshield wiper is what I would have picked to win just because I liked it the most. And it's about different iterations of love and kind of, they ask you, you know, what is love? And you see these different vignettes of different people living in our world now and kind of what we think love is and it's different forms. And so I think that one is a lot more at least it impacted me a lot more than the Robin Robin one did. That one was a lot cuter, obviously. But I think the windshield wiper one had more of an impact. And um, Bestia, I didn't like. That one was weird. And then um, what was the other one? Oh, Affairs of the Art. I hated that one. That one I was going to turn off like halfway through. Was it that bad? At least for me, when I see something animated and I don't like the animation, I'm like immediately put off. And I absolutely hated the animation in this one. It was very stenciled and it kind of reminded me, but not as cool, of like the illustrations you would find in a scary story to, to tell in the dark book, mm -hmm. but not as cool. Just like a lamer version of that. And just the story itself was like... I don't know. It just wasn't, it didn't interest me. And I just, it ended and I was just like. So your pick, if you would vote and be the windshield wiper. That would be my pick. But what I think, think will win is Robin Robin. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think is going to win. So I have a little bit different. Who I would vote for <laughs> is Bestia because <laughs> it just looks so weird. And it's stop motion too, like with Robin Robin. Right. But Robin Robin is a little bit more sophisticated and cleaner because they have a great history of, of doing great stop motion animation. Mm -hmm. But I guess I love the ruggedness of Bestia. And then the main character is just her face is just weird. I and saw it and I was like, <laughs> and then I watched it and then I was like, but I just, I always gravitate to weird and yeah, but the, I could, I could see it winning the, to me, it to me, it's the, the, the like the underdog. You know, yeah, if Bestia could, could pull it out, it would be shocking, I think, to, to most yeah. people. But I agree. If I was betting on it, if I was putting money on it, I go Robin Robin. Right. Just because of everything that you said. It's on Netflix. It's Artman Studios. It has, you know, popular voices behind it. And I think the story, because it's a holiday story too, um, it just kind of takes all the boxes for, you know, the popular vote to, to sort of nail that 
that movie. Moving on to visual effects. This one's always kind of, I think, like a random grab bag of movies just because there's always one or two movies where you're like, why is this nominated? You well, know? and I feel like visual effects, they try to throw in the popular movie yeah. in there because which is evident. they're not going to put it anywhere else. Yeah, because like before we've had, you know, Star Wars in this category and then... I'm sure some Marvel movies have been here. Yeah, I think most Marvel movies have been, you know, I think Infinity War. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and um, Black Panther. So, yeah, so we have, this year we have Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. For this one, I voted my favorite and what I think will win. I voted for Dune. As did I. Because I think it's, like compared to the rest of them, uh, you know, when I think of Free Guy. <laughs> that was one that when that it was, got nominated, people were like, what? Yeah, that one. I, I saw Free Guy and. I didn't see it. I wouldn't nominate it, even though most of it is visual effects. And I think maybe that's why they nominated it. But just because most of the movie is CGI doesn't mean it should be yeah. nominated for it's an Oscar just like, for CGI. It's just like editing too. It's like. The most amount of cuts doesn't equate exactly. to great editing. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, Shang-Chi and then Spider-Man No Way Home. Those are pretty much neck and neck to me because, you know, they're Marvel movies. And so, you know, with Marvel movies is going to come a lot of special effects and CGI and stuff like that. And I know people on Twitter lately have been like dragging Spider-Man through the mud because they're like, why does a $2 million movie look like this? And it's like, just leave it alone. Like... It's kind of getting on my nerves. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And I feel like when you watch a movie like that, you know what you're going to get. Um, and so I voted for Dune because it looks the most realistic as far as visual effects are concerned. And it kind of, yeah, it just doesn't look, the visual effects don't look out of place within the world that they're building. Right. If that makes sense. And then the thing too is like, I think people forget, like we were saying, like just the most amount of something doesn't equate to the best yeah. to me when i think of visual effects i think seamlessness and some things that don't look like a visual effect but are and it's like removing like if there's stunt work and they're removing like wires on actors and stuff like that um and so dune to me was the most seamless visual effects wh where i know that there's tons of them but they didn't feel like they were in your face and like very obvious and then also dune if we're talking about the other awards um it won the bafta for the visual effects and it won the critics choice awards for visual effects. So that's a good kind of rudder of like where the Academy may be thinking. And, but yeah, I also think that the Academy is going to go for Dune and um, I'm voting. I would vote for Dune. Next up is sound. Now this is Angie's quote unquote favorite category. It's and I'm not being very sarcastic <laughs> about that. But before this used to be broken up into two separate categories, which is sound editing and sound mixing. And I think the Academy was like, people don't really care. It's just, it's the same thing, but it's not. <laughs> and even before we started the podcast, I explained to Angie, like what sound editing versus the sound mixing was. And I'm going to explain it to you guys too quickly. So sound editing is kind of like film editing where you're putting in sounds like sound effects, the dialogue, and you're cutting them up and putting them where they need to be. And sound mixing is you're mixing all those sounds. You know, you're mixing the music, you're mixing the dialogue, you're mixing 
any kind of sound special effects they're using to make it balanced and so that the audience is able to discern what where they're at and and it's sounding good and be able to hear all those layers evenly. So they're two separate things, but again, I think people don't care at this point. So here are the nominees after I sort of <laughs> kind of berated them a little bit. Uh, the nominees are Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. For this, I am I would vote for Dune, and I think the Academy is going to go for Dune. Although West Side Story had really great sound to me, and especially because it is a musical. And, you know, you are mixing all those things that I talked about. You're mixing vocals. You're if mixing only there was orchestra. a sound mixing category. Exactly. <laughs> I th- no, and I, you're right. Yeah. I think if there was sound mixing, yeah. I think West Side Story would take it from these nominees. Um, but I think Dune's going to take it because Dune, I saw Dune in IMAX. And I thought just the way that immerses yourself and everything was clear. The dialogue was very clear. Um, everything seemed separated and, um, and like I said, the mixing was really well done and creating sounds also that are not from earth, you know, because obviously this all takes place in different planets and, and coming up with that. Um, and I think the soundtrack also has a lot to do with it because it is sound and Hans Zimmer's score, I think really matched well with, um, the film. So I, I think the Academy is going to go with Dune and, and I would go with Dune as well. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as well. I also voted for Dune and it was for all the reasons you said, but also one thing that kind of really stood out to me after watching Dune was that people kept talking about the sound. That was like the thing time and time again, people kept saying is they were like, I was just chilling watching Dune and then it was fucking loud all of a sudden. And then, like you said, the soundtrack, like with all the singing and the really loud noises and like the throat singing yeah. There's just so much sound in that movie and it's really well done. And it's one of the things that people remember the most about that movie. So that's why I voted for it for sound. Next up, we have production design. So this is going to be, you know, how all, the, how all the sets look and just kind of the setting of the movie and the way that it generally looks. For this one, we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth and West Side Story. For this category, I put a big fat question mark on my ballot because for me, I would probably pick Nightmare Alley just because there was so much vibrancy in all the different sets and all the sets were so different and they were so elaborate that it was just impressive to watch. Like that movie was just like candy for my eyes when I was watching it. And that's what I really liked. I think the most about the movie is the way that it looked and how all the sets were kind of built. As far as the Academy, I was kind of a toss up between that and the tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, wow. Because that movie was like the opposite feast for the eyes, but in black and white. So you have, you know, all of this eye candy still, but where with Nightmare Alley, you have all these like vivid colors and tragedy of Macbeth is black and white. But also I know Nightmare Alley was in theaters in black and white too. Yeah. So there's kind of that that's also kind of dividing me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what what do you so you're saying you would vote on I would Nightmare vote Alley, on Nightmare Alley. And you think the Academy is gonna go Macbeth? I don't know. I think they could go Nightmare Alley or Macbeth. Do you have a final answer? So I'm gonna say Nightmare Alley. 
Okay. Final answer. Final answer. Okay. I also have a question mark with Nightmare Alley. And I think if I was voting, I think I would go Nightmare Alley. Um, like you said, um, the set pieces were like incredible. And if you guys haven't seen the movie, I'd really, I, I mean, you can see it in both, but I think color for color. me is the, the preferential yeah. because it really, everything really bops. And I know Del Toro's like, you know, it's a film noir. And so it still works in black and white, but I think a lot of the color and contrast sort of gets lost with, you know, not seeing it in color. And so I would vote Nightmare Alley, but I think the Academy is going to vote for Dune. Mm, interesting. And one of the big reasons why is because it won the BAFTA for production design and also got Critics' Choice Award for production design. Um, and critic, no critic votes for the Academy Awards. Like I said, it's it's people that work in movies, so critics aren't allowed to be in the Academy. But the BAFTA, because it is the British Academy Awards, you have a lot of crossover. You have a lot of mem- a lot of actors and people that work in production that are British and are part of both sides. So it, there's a lot of crossover there, and so I think um, that the Academy is going to go that way. And and the thing too is like we talked about big movies like, you know, like the Marvels of the world and the Star Wars of the world. I feel like these categories like production design and visual effects and sound usually go to like the bigger yeah, movies. The big budget ones. Because they're not nominated for, you know, well, Dune is nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I should say that. But they're typically not. And so I feel like these categories are given to higher budgeted movies that really go to town with like sound and visuals and all that. And so I, I think that's another reason why the, the Academy is going to lean towards Dune for production design. Following production design of sets, we have production design of humans, makeup and hairstyling. For this one, we have Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. So for this one, I would like Cruella to win because just the the styling in that movie is really, really great too. And I almost kind of feel like it maybe should have been nominated for production design too, just because the sets in that are also really crazy, but maybe because a lot of them were CGI, they didn't. Um, but yeah, so I would like Cruella to win for makeup and hairstyling just because the makeup and hairstyling in that is insane because it takes place in 1980s London. So you have like the punk scene as as well as like the monarchy stuff and you just have like this really cool mesh of punk and royalty that is that really comes through in the hair and makeup and the costumes which I'll mention later but I think the academy is going to go for the eyes of Tammy Faye I think so too just because you know the academy loves like pretty people looking ugly <laughs> like they love they love that yeah and so, and I'm sure that's why House of Gucci was nominated too, is because they made Jared Leto ugly, you know? And I think that'll win just because you have Jessica Chastain in this like heavy makeup, the whole movie. And yeah, that's why I think it's going to win. I think the Academy is going to go with the eyes of Tammy Faye. I didn't see Cruella, but if there was like a dark horse to beat uh, the eyes of Tammy Faye, I think Cruella yeah. would do it. Um, but the thing that's going against Cruella is that the eyes of Tammy Faye won the BAFTA, right. won, the, won the Critics' Choice. So it has those two uh, supporting mm-hmm. that the Academy is going to go that route. 
Uh, the rest of the nominees, I mean, not really, you know? Yeah, I don't think so either. I, maybe Dune, but... And like you said, like, just because of, you know, Jared Leto for House of Gucci, yeah. like, I don't think that's enough to put it over the top. But right. I think Eyes of Tammy Faye is going to take it. If I had to put money on it, I would go. I would go with that. Now we get to one of my favorite categories, film editing. And I'm really pissed that this is one of the categories that's not going to be televised live. I don't know if you guys heard how the Academy is deciding to film a few of the categories beforehand. They're it's still like going to broadcast them. Eight. No, it's no? not that many. I thought it was eight. It's like three or four. Oh, okay. But one of them is film editing, which to me, it's hilarious that they're choosing editing because editing is the movie. That's the movie that you're watching. The editing yeah, category there from you go. the Oscars. But um, um, but it to me, it's just like, it's dumb that they're doing it because the categories that they're doing it for are obviously none of the major ones. But to me, what I always loved about the Oscars is seeing the people that are making these movies that you would never hear of before. And they're like, want to thank my wife and my kids. And, you know, sometimes they, they do say some heartfelt stuff better than some of the major actors yeah. and directors of, and producers of, of these movies. So I want to give them credit. So for film editing, we have nominated Don't Look Up, uh, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Now, I have two question marks for these. Okay. And it's kind of a toss-up slightly. Uh, like I was saying, the Ace Awards are the Editor's Awards. They're like the SAG Awards, you know, but it's for editors. And so they have two categories. They have one for drama film oh. and they have one for a comedy. Yeah. And so King Richard won the Ace for drama and Tick, Tick, Boom won the Ace for comedy. Mm. And the BAFTA went to No Time to Die, which is not nominated Weird. for editing. What I'm going to say is this. I'm going to say King Richard is going to win. The Academy is going to vote for King Richard. Dune is also like a dark horse there. So to me, I don't know. I have a hard time picking, but I kind of want to put it on record. So I'm going to go with Dune upsets hmm. for editing. Dune, Dune is Dune is my pick, but I think the Academy is going to go King Richard. What do so you think? I picked the power of the dog oh, and wow. I picked that for my Academy pick as well. Because, you know, I'll talk about what I thought about the movie later, but what I thought about how the movie looked and how it was edited, I thought it was completely seamless. Like it, the flow of the movie was just so well done that it was just nice to look at as I was watching it. And yeah, I voted power of the dog for both for me. I think that would be, that would be a shocker. Yeah. Power of the dog ticket. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Up next we have costume design. We have for this one, Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley and West Side Story. So now for this one, I also picked my my favorite and the Academy favorite for me, which was Cruella again, for all the reasons I mentioned before. And I believe it won the SAG for costume. I won the BAFTA. The BAFTA. That's what it was. And yeah, just like all everything I mentioned, the movie takes place in 1980s London. So you have the punk scene, you have all the royalty stuff. You have, even though it's CGI, that shot of 
Emma Stone in the dress that she lights on fire and it turns into this like completely other dress, which is amazing. Um, and just the costuming is such a big part of that movie because that's who Cruella wants to be. She starts designing clothes and she starts working for this really popular designer. And so costuming and the clothes is a really important part of that film. And they did it really, really well, which is why I voted for Cruella. I'm going to second that. I think the Academy is going to go for Cruella and I would go with Cruella. Although the other nominees are really great. You know, Dune had great, Dune had really great costuming. Nightmare Alley. Mm-hmm. That was, that would be my dark horse. But like we said, it won the BAFTA. Yeah. It won the Critics' Choice. And the other movies like sort of just with award season happening, yeah. they've kind of fallen off in crows. I feel like my dark horse for that would be Cyrano. Oh, because wow. it has like the period pieces yeah. and the Oscars love that shit, yeah, you know? So I think that if, if it wasn't Cruella, I feel like it might be Cyrano. Yeah. Yeah. I think also like, I think if the Oscars were like 10 years ago, I think Cyrano, <laughs> Cyrano by yeah. far would, would be yeah. leading that pack. Next up is cinematography. Another one of my favorite categories, because obviously cinematography is the way the movie looks, you know, and it's a collaboration with the production design but cinematography is the lighting, the camera movement, and all of that. The nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. I think the Academy and I would vote for Dune. So it's we're on the same page there. Greg Fraser, who did the who was a cinematographer for Rogue One. And I feel like you can kind of see the similarities of the style and yeah. the look of, of those type of movies. But I, I mean, again, I saw Dune in IMAX and I thought the photography was just incredible. And there's, it's a subtlety of, you know, it was shot digitally, but, you know, you can see in the shadows just enough, you know, where there's detail there. It's not lost. And again, creating this vast world, this alien world um, gives it a distinct look. And, and it's just, I think the look of that film just, fit that story and in, in that 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 world perfectly. And so I, I think Dune is the front runner for sure. The only one that I think could upset, but I I doubt it at this point because there hasn't been a lot of talk, is the tragedy tragedy of Macbeth. That film, you can't find any better black and white. You know, it's incredible and the um the camera movement um and the lighting is just phenomenal for a black and white movie. And and I would think if Dune wasn't nominated, if Dune had come out a different year, I think Tragedy Wing Beth would have it easily. But unfortunately, Dune came out the same year. And I, and I think Dune, Dune is going to get it. Dune is going to get it. Okay. Well, I'm going to provide a hot take because I feel it, even though I didn't particularly like it. Hot take as well. But I think Power of the Dog is going to get cinematography. Wow. Just because, as I mentioned earlier, it was just nice to look at like it did the get sweeping the vistas and like it was that, that's what I kept thinking of when I was watching the movie because I was like when I'm watching a movie I'm like okay what do I like what do I like what do I like what I don't what don't I like what don't I like and cinematography was one of the things where I was like it's really great in Power of the Dog it's really really good and then what I would pick Tragedy of Macbeth is what I would pick and and I saw that on my laptop I can only imagine what it looked like in the theater and like you said, for a black and white film, it looks really, really good. And I was just kind of like breaking my brain trying to figure out how they made all these set pieces and like, are they miniatures? Are they real? Like, what's the deal with the lighting? Right. Like, how is this all working? 
And it's like the tragedy of Macbeth is like ASMR for your eyes. Like, yeah, absolutely. You're just watching it. And you're just like, mm, this is nice. Like, yeah, it's a really, it's a feast for the eyes, that movie. And it is good as well. Not to say that it's not good, but it is good as well. So I think tragedy of Macbeth would be my pick, but I think it's going to go to the power of the dog. Up next, we have original song and the nominees are Be Alive from King Richard. Dos Ruguitas from Encanto, Down to Joy from Belfast, No Time to Die from No Time to Die, and Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. So for this one, I think the Academy is going to go with Beyonce. Oh. Just because it's Beyonce. Wow. So I think that's what the Academy is going to go with. Who are you going to go with? What I would go with is Van Morrison because I love Van Morrison and... Just that whole Van Morrison in Belfast being the entirety of the soundtrack is so freaking good that and that that music in that so Belfast good. is so good. Yeah, it's it's really really good. So I would go with Van Morrison for that. I'm gonna shake things up a little bit. I think the Academy is gonna go with No Time to Die, Billy, because it's right. Billy. Wouldn't you Billy think Eyelash. that I would have voted for Billy? Yeah, I totally thought that. That's Sorry, why I was Billy. like surprised that you were gonna go with Van Morrison, but I get it. Um, but you know, they are going to perform these songs. And so all of that just kind of lends itself to... Van Morrison going to be there? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, but I think Billie Eilish just being popular and it's yeah, 007 it that they would go for that. But I think with the popularity of Encanto, I think Dos Uruguitas may be the dark horse that sucks. may sneak in. <laughs> I had actually. Why wasn't the other okay, song? Okay, this is what I had heard, and I don't know if it's true because I'm dumb and I didn't do my research. I had heard that we don't talk about Bruno, that they like submitted it too late. Oh, really? So that's why, because you would think we don't talk about Bruno would yeah. be on there because it's. Anyone that has kids right now. Or anyone who knows anything about Encanto knows that that's the song. And so when Dos Oruguitas was, I was like, why? why? So that's what I had heard, but I'm not sure if that's entirely correct. I would vote for Van Morrison as well. That's who I would vote for. So again, I think No Time to Die, the Academy is okay. going to go for, but I would go for Van Morrison. Next up is original score, obviously. The nominees are Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. To me, the obvious choice, and I think the Academy is going to go this way, is Dune because it's Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer has been Nominated 12 times. Guess how many times he's won in the Oscar? None. Once. <laughs> Can you guess the movie? Pirates of the Caribbean. Nope. Should have been Pirates of the Caribbean. Has I guarantee it won't be as good as Pirates of the, the Caribbean. All the Batmans, all the Chris, Christopher Nolan uh, collaborations. He won it for The Lion King. Okay. So I think they're going <laughs> to go Dune um, because, again, it's that subcategory where it's like Dune's nominated, so we got to give it something. But also like that score is really good. You know, I saw an interview with Hans Zimmer where he's like inventing sounds because he wanted the soundtrack to sound like otherworldly. And he was even talking shit about how like, oh, science fiction movies, they use a symphonic score. And I, and I wanted to do something that doesn't sound like Earth. And so he went to this guy's house and he had all these like, mock-up instruments that he made and and they use a lot of those sounds and plus like the how you were saying the the throat yeah singing and all that um and so i think hans is gonna is gonna win his second oscar 
But the dark horse, and I would vote for it too. So I would, I would, I'm voting for it. I think the Academy is voting for it. But the uh, underdog, I think, that can come out of nowhere is the power of the dog. Johnny. Johnny Greenwood, who completely got robbed. We know. For Phantom Thread. I'm just going to go on the record. Is going to be his like make it up to you, Oscar? It could be. But why I think it may not happen is because uh, Dune got Critics' Choice for Best Score and it got uh, the BAFTA for Best Score. So yeah. it has it has an uphill climb if if Johnny's going to get his his first Oscar, um, but it could happen and it could be a makeup Oscar. Um, although the score for Power to Dog it reminded me of I'm going to be honest that will be blood. You know, yeah, it's kind I was going to say that too. Kind of that vibe, and it is kind of a western, and there will be blood. Kind of takes place in that similar era. It gave me they that those vibes. So the score was good. I'm not going to say it was bad, but it it felt like a little bit of a rehash and and I think like I said with Dune it's it's nominated it was a big movie so we got to give it those these subcategories yeah I also voted for Dune in that category documentary feature I love documentaries and I would say that I like them even more than narrative feature films and so I really it's another one of my favorite categories and I think um it's I don't know. Some of the great movies now are fucking documentaries. And I think we're in a documentary renaissance. So I invite everyone to go out and, and watch all these films because they're all really great. The nominees are Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Cannot Be Televised, and Writing with Fire. This one's a little obvious, but also can be sneaky. I think the Academy is going to go with Summer of Soul. Um, mostly because Questlove and the people behind this movie and kind of the story behind this documentary is that this footage was like lost and was found in some warehouse in some garage somewhere. And so it's mostly made up of stock footage, but also has a lot of talking head interviews, etc. So to me, I, I feel like this documentary is more editing, creating something out of the edit versus like, you know, creating these moments. And whereas with Flea, which I think could be the underdog, right. you're recreating these stories. You're recreating the story. And so I think the safe vote and usually the Academy is safe is going to go with Summer of Soul. But I would vote for Flea. I would vote for Flea because to me, it's a little bit more innovative. It's a little bit fresher. And like I said, you're recreating these scenes um, in a different way that, than, you know, just a typical documentary would, would make. Yeah. And I'm going to echo you on both of those things. And I'll, I'll dive more into it as we get further down this list, like the next two categories. Uh, I'll reiterate why I would agree with you in this. Um, but yeah, for now, I will agree with you on your picks for that one. And the one thing that is going against Flea, well, it's like three things. It Summer of Soul won the Independence Spirit Award. Exactly. Yeah. Won the BAFTA and won the won the Producers Guild. Yeah. So and you're that's talking why that's about my pick. A because, lot of members. Yeah. Yeah. Have already voted for for that, and so it's the odds are in favor, but you never know. You never know what what can happen. After this, we have animated feature. For this one, we have 
nominated Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. Now, for this category, everyone knows Disney's nominated in it at least once. But this year, we have three. We have Luca, Raya, and then we have Encanto that are all Disney Pictures nominated. Um, I watched all of these. The Academy's going to go with Encanto. Just because it's been like the favorite, like literally out of the gate pretty much since it came out. It's been talked about to be Oscar nominated and, and this and that and all that stuff. But, you know, I'm going to say that Luca and Raya were better movies than Encanto was as far as I'm concerned. I thought Luca was really, really good. And I saw Raya today and that was really good as well. And The Mitchells versus The Machines was so good. It was so great. And then Flea, like we were talking about, Flea was amazing. I really, really enjoyed Flea. But I think the fact that Flea is kind of depressing isn't going to win it. Yeah. <laughs> animated picture because we don't want our animated movies to be depressing. Right. We want them to be happy. And similarly, that's why I don't think like, spoiler alert, Luca would win because the end is a little bit depressing. It doesn't have like a, you know, tie it all in a bow, happy ending. Um. But yeah, so I think Encanto is my Academy Award pick. But what I would pick, I don't know. I had a question mark with this one too. Because I really, really enjoy the Mitchells versus the Machines. Or the Machines. And then I really enjoyed Luca as well. So I feel like it would be between those two for me. But I think I'm going to say the Mitchells versus the Machines. I had a choice and then two question marks with it. And you brought up a good point about how Disney has three. And typically when that happens, when you have even two of the same movie in the same category, voters get sort of like confused. And yeah. so they split that vote. So if like, say like there were two actors nominated for Dune in the same category, odds are that the voters would split the votes in between them. And then there'd be a third person that would, just, would win yeah, because <clears throat> Dune is sort of working against itself because it's, there's too much of that yeah. movie in the same category. But I think you're right. I think the odds on favorite is Encanto. It won the BAFTA. It won the producers guild for best animated movie. But I think the Mitchells versus the machines could be an upset. I think so too. Because it won the Annie Award. Now mm -hmm. the Annie Award is the Academy Awards for just animated films. It won that over Encanto and all the other Disney films. And it won the Critics' Choice. So it has yeah. some momentum going for it right now. And it could be one of those things where like, you know, the Academy is just is tired of voting for Disney and is looking for yeah, something different. Yeah, and if different. you look at Encanto and if you look at Raya and if you look at Luca, like they all have the same kind of like cookie cutter Disney equation for animated pictures on what's going to be popular. And when you look at something like the Mitchells versus the machines or flea, they're working on a completely different formula than all three Disney movies. And also you have Phil Lord and Christopher Miller behind it. Yeah. Who did, you know, into the spider verse and they have a great awards track record that can push them, you know, above the edge over Encanto. So yeah, I, for me, I would go Academy Encanto. Yeah. But I would vote for the Mitchells. I hope the, the Mitchells wins. That'd yeah, be a that really be, great upset. That would be a great upset and a, yeah. great, a great moment. International features next. I have issues. I have not issues. I, I have, have issues I'm, too. I'm torn. I'm, I'm torn. Mm, mm, okay. Yeah. Go. <laughs> so the nominees are Drive My Car from Japan, 
Flea from Denmark, which we talked about. The Hand of God from Italy. Lunana and Yak in the Classroom from Bhutan. And The Worst Person in the World from Norway. I did a string of movies to try to catch up and to see as many movies as I could. And uh, Sunday, this past Sunday, yesterday, I started with The Worst Person in the World. And it, I tweeted about it and it fucking wrecked me in the best possible way. If I was giving out the international international feature, I would vote for the worst person in the world. I also, and why I said I have issues with it, drive my car. A lot has been said about this movie that it's close to three hours long and blah, 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 all this other stuff. Whatever. I didn't really care. Like I was engrossed and... I think the pacing of the movie is by design. Um, if you've seen it, it's about grief and dealing with grief. And so I think it's sort of, it, it, it matches well with, with that idiom of what they're trying to do. Um, I think the Academy is going to vote for drive my car because it's also nominated for best picture, which was a surprise when nominations came out. Mm. I was really surprised that drive my car was nominated for best feature I thought it was going to be reversed. I thought the worst person in the world was going to be nominated for best picture, but it wasn't. Drive My Car has a lot of momentum right now, and I think it's going to get the international feature, but it it just kind of breaks my heart a little bit that it's not going to be the worst person in the world, but I would vote for, for the worst person in the world. Yeah, I would love the worst person in the world to win that. That's also my vote. I saw that by myself in the movie theater with like five other people. And it was great. And it was, and I told you, I remember being like, I want to see this movie by myself. Yeah, yeah, I remember And that. I'm so happy that I did because it was so great to see alone. And uh, I think with Drive My Car as well, such a good movie. And I, I know Drive My Car is going to win that. And, you know, honorable mention is Flea in that. And why I think it could be the upset in documentary feature is because it's not going to win animated. It's not going to win international. But I feel like it has to win something because it's so good. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it's really good. And the culmination of it and the music in it that they picked, like they have a Daft Punk needle drop in that movie that was like amazing at the very end. So I think that that's why it might be the upset in documentary feature because they're going to be like, well, it's nominated for everything else. But, you know, unfortunately, but... Yeah, I really wish it would be the worst person in the world. And I feel like that movie kind of got muddled for whatever reason, because when it came out, like everybody was talking about it when they screened it. And then it just kind of got lost along the yeah. way somewhere yeah. for whatever reason. And which is kind of sad. But yeah, so worst person in the world would be my pick for it. But Drive My Car is my Academy pick. And the thing that's going for Drive My Car, too, is that I won the BAFTA, the Critics' yeah. Choice. Um but yeah, a lot of this too with award season, it's timing, you know. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Power of the Dog once we get to Best Picture. But a lot of the times, like, I think back to um, uh, Star is Born. Remember how, like, that movie came out, like, I think, what, at the end of summer in August? And everyone was like, fucking Best Picture. It yeah. has it in lock and, like, it's going to win it, blah, blah, blah. But it came out a little bit too early. And it just sort of peaked. and then. Also, got taken over by all these other great movies that came out and it just got lost. And, and yeah, there was still a little bit of hype with the whole Bradley Cooper. Yeah. 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 But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. 
a lot of it is timing and just there is momentum. I feel like it's kind of like in sports too, like where teams and, and these movies get momentum. Yeah. And they either peter out, you know, by the time the Oscars roll around or they sort of keep climbing and hit that apex right at the perfect time and and they end up getting the big prize. But yeah, timing has a lot to do with with all these uh all these awards. Here's where things really get interesting for me. And we're talking about adapted screenplay. The nominees are Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. This by far is one of the categories that from the Guild Awards leading up to the Oscars is the most spread out where it can kind of go a variety of ways. Um, Coda won the WGA, which happened this past weekend and kind of threw a monkey wrench and people were like, oh, can the power of the dog not be the front runner anymore? And is Coda taking over? And it also won the BAFTA for adapted screenplay. But the Lost Daughter won the Independent Spirit Award and the Power of the Dog won the Critics' Choice Award. So that's what I'm saying where it's kind of spread a little bit. Um, I think if Coda wins Adapted Screenplay, I think it's going to win Best Picture. I think it's going to go all the way. Um, if it doesn't, I think it might go Power of the Dog. Um, but also Drive My Car could sneak in. I feel like driving my car is getting a lot of momentum lately. Yeah. And so here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to just going to do a final answer. I think the Academy is going to go with Coda. Okay. I think it's going to go over power the dog. Yeah. My choice. If I were to pick, I think I'm going to go drive my car. I have the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think Coda is going to get it for sure. And I would have, yeah, my pick would have been Drive My Car. But do you think if Coda wins screenplay that it's... I don't. Why do you think that? Because, well, we're not there yet. I'll tell you when we get there. <laughs> so now we go to original screenplay. <laughs> Mine's and this, blank. And this <laughs> this is the one that I told you that I had a blank. This yeah, is this, my mine's same blank one. too. Yeah. Mine's blank. The nominees are Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. And I actually think if you're doing an Oscar pool, yeah. I think these two categories, adapted and original screenplay, are going to make or break. So it's it's very crucial that you and guys listen. And mine's only blank because of three movies I'm having a hard time picking. Yeah. Because it's definitely not Don't Look Up. So to reinforce kind of like how mixed up it is, Belfast won the Critics' Choice Award. Don't Look Up won the WGA, which was to me and a lot of people a fucking shocker Trash. because no one has been talking about that movie. The movie to There's me was whatever. WGA? Yeah. Like, like really? Okay. And then Licorice Pizza, which was the front runner for a long time, won the BAFTA. And so to me, it's kind of wide open for original screenplay. That's why I kind of left it open. If I am going to put it on record, here's what I think is going to happen. I think Belfast, the Academy is going to vote for. And I think I would vote for the worst person in the world. Same. That's what I had. <laughs> That's what I, yeah. Cause I was kind of torn between licorice pizza and Belfast. Not because I think they're as good. Cause I think Belfast is better, but 
only because licorice pizza was so popular. Right. At first. Yeah. And so that's kind of why. But I think the Academy will go for Belfast. And I hope they'll go for Belfast. But I would want the worst person in the world. Yeah. To I, just, I, just, I just want them to win something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just don't think like licorice pizza is all right. And I know some people think like, oh, Paul Thomas Anderson's due, but not for But not for this. Pizza. Not for not this. like this. And it might take that, but also Kenneth Branagh, he's been in films for a very long time. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, it's Kenneth Branagh. So I think that's why I think Belfast, they're going to go for Belfast. So next we have uh, actress in a supporting role. So for this one, we have Jesse Buckley from The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose from West Side Story, Judy Dench from Belfast, Kirsten Dunst from The Power of the Dog, and Anjanou Ellis from King Richard. Mm-hmm. For this one, I know Ariana DeBose is going to win. Honestly, all these acting categories are a slam dunk. Like they're, it's, they're a lot. We're going to go just through them really quick, but yeah, and, they're a uh, lot. Yeah, she was great. Loved her in West Side Story. Dude, Loved her as the bullet in Hamilton. I didn't know you didn't that know she that? was. Yes. I was just going to say that. I had no idea. She's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think she's going to win for that, which she should. It was great. But if I had like a second... I would probably pick Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog. Yeah, she was She's really great, great in that. She was, she was great, great, great in that. And then under that, I'd probably pick Jesse Buckley because she was great in The Lost Daughter as well. I also think it's a slam dunk that Ariana DeBose is going to win. The, the Academy is going to vote for it. She won all the to other everything? critics, BAFTAs, <laughs> yeah. SAG Awards. Um, if I had to pick, I don't know. I think... I would probably do Ariana too. Kirsten Dunst was really great. And I think it's one of her best yeah, roles in a really so long too. time. But I think Ariana DeBose was really great in West Side Story. And just, she's just, she's the, she was the perfect person to play that role. Yeah, you know, I couldn't amazing. envision anybody else uh, being her. We go to actor in a supporting role. I'm going to butcher this name, but Sierra Hins, Belfast. Troy Kutzer in Coda. Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith McPhee in The Power of the Dog. It's gonna go to Troy. It's gonna go to Troy. Like it's I have not. Him. If the if it goes to anybody else, it'll be a fucking disgrace. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I think so too. Not no offense to everyone else that's nominated because they're all great actors, but uh, who else could have done that? Definitely, he's my Academy pick, and he's my pick. Yeah, like and he won all the other Guild Awards. Um, so it's going to be Troy's day for sure. And I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful moment um, for him and everyone involved with CODA. Moving on to actress in a leading role. We have Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. It's going to go to Chastain. I think so too. And it's one of those like, where we talked about with makeup where the Academy tends to go for the beautiful actor, actress being ugly, being ugly or like that's some sort you know, of monster, or <laughs> which are at least their own. I remember Michael Keaton talked about how he went to the Oscars luncheon. This is when he, when he was nominated for Birdman for best actor and uh, an older Academy member came up to him. He's like, Oh, you're really great in Birdman. Like, you know, yeah. I'd love your performance. And that was the same year that there was a movie with um, astro, not astrophysicist, um, Stephen Hawking. Oh, um, with uh, 
Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, yeah. yeah. And he's like, but you know, like, look at what he had to go through in that transformation. <laughs> like what you they know? had to do to him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when he realized, like, I'm not going to win for Birdman because I, I I didn't really go through that. And he lost, so you know, sad. because so again, the Academy goes for that. But anyways, Chastain's going to win her for that. I'm not saying she's a terrible actress by any means, but it's, you know, it's I just, just wish one of those that roles. wasn't what she won for because it's not her best. Not saying she didn't do a good job. I'm just saying that role is just not, I don't know. Like I almost, I really wish she should have, I could be totally wrong in this. I, I, I think she was nominated when she was in The Help. Maybe. That role that she's in The Help was so good. Like she's done so many other things that are well-deserving of an Oscar. And I feel like, yeah, she definitely deserves one, but I'm sad that it's going to be for yeah. this. We now move on to actor in the leading role. The nominees are Javier Bardem and Bielan Ricardo's Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith and King Richard and Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. Once again, a fucking slam dunk mm -hmm. with Will Smith, King Richard. It's his to lose because he's won every other award for this film and it's going to be his first Academy Award. He was nominated for Ali in yeah. Ali. Um, and again, not to say that all the other nominees were terrible, but um, it's just his year. You know, sometimes it's just that, that it's just, it's their due and, and, you know, it's their time to, to get it. I have Will Smith as my pick as well. Um, but kind of, I don't know, like I feel he's good in the role and it's, I don't know. I just feel like it was like it's Will Smith and Will Smith is going to be good no matter what. So I was just kind of like eh. For me, it's kind of a weird year for actors yeah. where it's like nothing really, they're all really good. And so nothing really stands out to be well, like my really pick strong. in that category is Andrew Garfield. And that's not just because I like Andrew Garfield. Uh, well, because I didn't even really want to watch Tick Tick Boom because. I don't really like Rent and I don't really like the music in Rent. Sorry, Jonathan Larson, <laughs> RIP, but I don't really like Rent or the music. And I had heard that like, obviously since it's about Jonathan Larson, the music in Tick, Tick, Boom was going to be very much like Rent. And so I was just like, <laughs> like not looking forward to it. And I was really surprised that I did enjoy it. Um, and I thought Andrew Garfield did a really, really amazing job. And so he would be my pick in that category. But I know that Will Smith's going to win it, which is deserving as well. I just picked Will Smith and just across the board because, like I said, I feel like it's it's his time. Yeah. And I think Cumberbatch, Garfield, uh, they're going to have their due. They're going to be back. Mm -hmm. They're young enough. <laughs> Javier Bardem, I did not like his portrayal no. of And then Dejanes. Denzel in Tragedy of Macbeth was really good but then there was moments where you're like this is Denzel doing yeah, tragedy yeah, with that yeah. which was great like I loved it I thought it was so good um but it was just yeah it was Denzel doing tragedy of Macbeth he has his Oscar already so it's yeah. like not to say he doesn't deserve another one because yeah. I still feel he has a lot more roles that he can sink his teeth into but I just think it's it's Will Smith's time second to last category the director so for best director, we have Belfast, Kenneth Branagh, Drive My Car, uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson, The Power of the Dog, Gene Campion, 
and West Side Story, Steven Spielberg. If you would have asked me three weeks ago <laughs> who had uh, best director, I would have said Jane Campion by far. But things have happened. Things have changed. Things times have are, changed. Times are new. And the thing is, is like accept, acceptance speeches, at least in award season, do matter because I feel like you're selling yourself and that you deserve this award. As silly as that sounds and mm-hmm. ridiculous as that sounds, I think award speeches, you have to watch your words. And obviously, Jane Campion had a bad time uh, at the uh, so crit- no, it was Critics Critics Choice Awards. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all the Baptist Baptist yeah. yeah. Uh, where she basically said things and kind of downplayed uh, the Williams sisters and, yeah. and all that. She apologized the day after and said that that was wrong of her and all that. But I think the way that it's sort of carried, I think, may have an impact mm-hmm. um, because Jane Campion did win Critics' Choice, the DGAs, which are really important because, again, directors are voting on this category. And won the BAFTA. I think. Because I don't think the power of the dog is going to win best picture. I don't. That's. Spicy. I know a little teaser for the last category. <laughs> but I don't think that the power of the dog is going to win best picture. So I think best director is kind of slightly up in the air. And who I would vote for is Kenneth Branagh for Aim. Belfast. What he did with that film no one, no other director could have done because it's essentially his story mm-hmm. and about the civil war in Northern Ireland. And, um, just the, the way that he tells that story and it's about family and the idea of family moving to a different place and, and the music. And it's kind of a depressing era, but also it's lighthearted and, and there's a lot of love with the members of the family and, there's optimism and and but also tough times. I think the way that he balanced that was really well done. And 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 like I said, I don't think anyone else could have directed that movie. So I think I would vote for Kenneth Branagh. I still think the Academy is gonna be Jane Campion. So that's kind of my final answer. I totally I have the same picks too. I think the Academy is going with Jane Jane Campion, but I would pick Kenneth Branagh because the more I think about Belfast, the more I totally love that movie. Like it was so good. The more I think about it. And yeah, like you were saying, I mean, when we talk about best picture coming up next, that would be a kind of weird upset. I think if Kenneth Branagh does the upset, I think uh, Power of the Dog is not going to win best picture. Yeah, for sure. I think if Jane Campion does do it, there's a higher percentage that it's still going to win best picture. Yeah. But I just, I have this gut feeling that it's going to be chaotic the last two categories. Interesting. Well, then, yeah, like if we're piggybacking off of everything we've said, then it could go to Power of the Dog, Coda, or Belfast. Best Picture. And so now we get to the final category, Best Picture. And this is where you hear the timpani roll for the nominations. And the nominees for Best Picture are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Now, this is the first time in a few years that we have 10 because you can go from five to 10 nominees anywhere between them. And all of that is, I think it's you have to get 5% of the vote 
from anyone that's in the Academy and you can be nominated for best picture. So all of them had to get 5% of whatever vote that they tallied all together. So here's what I'm going to say. I think the way that the momentum has been shifting towards Coda and creeping away from power of the dog again, three weeks ago, if you would have said, who would you vote for best picture? I think the power of the dog would have had it slam dunk, but things have changed again. And I think Coda winning the SAG award and the PGA award, those are big wins to, to lead you to believe. Uh, But I think that Coda is going to win best picture. And the more I think about Coda, I think it's maybe the movie that we all need to win with the world, the way that it is now and how tumultuous it is. Coda is just such a heartwarming movie and it's a coming of age story. And again, it's, it's very similar to Belfast where it's about family and Mm -hmm. sticking together no matter what the power of the dog. It's a great movie, but it's very can leave you feeling unsettled and not optimistic and questioning things. And Coda is just clear cut, you know, it's beginning, middle and an end. And I think maybe that's, that's what we need. We need something that's very heartwarming and just resolves in a happy ending. And, and which is something that we all want for, for ourselves and in the world. I'm still going with power of the dog for best picture. Okay. Because of the opposite of everything you just said. (laughs) Because it's depressing. I feel like Coda's too... It's too, like, pure for the Academy. It's a great movie. I loved Coda so much. Like, I loved it a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. And I love... Yeah, it'd be great if it won. But I I still think it's going to be Power of the Dog. Not to say I like Power of the Dog. I didn't like Power of the Dog. I didn't like it. And which is, I, I was shocked that I was like, did we see the same movie? Cause everyone was talking about like how good it was and blah, blah, blah. And maybe it was because, you know, the cinematography and the way it looks and you have Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst and all this stuff is really good about it. And the direction is good. I think maybe, maybe that like overshadowed the movie itself, but I don't, I just, I don't know. I didn't really like the movie, but if it was my pick, I would probably go with Belfast. The Power of the Dog did win the Critics' Choice and the BAFTA, but that was a long time ago. It feels like <laughs> it feels like forever. And that's ago. what I'm saying is like the fact that Coda won the SAG and the PGA, which yeah. are the more recent. That's huge, yeah. you know. And um, I have kind of an outlier. I wrote in my vote for Best Picture that I would vote for, and it's the worst person. <laughs> I knew you were gonna. Do that. I was really upset that that wasn't. Like there's 10 of them. I know. Also, I, I urge you guys to watch nine of them. Don't watch. Don't look up. I would swap. Don't look up. For I would the worst too. Person in the world. Absolutely. Easily. Yeah. Easily. This is the first year I think ever that I've actually watched all 10 of the best picture nominees. And I can safely say don't watch. Don't look up. Just watch the rest of them because the rest of them are really good movies in their own right. And they're all very deserving of the best picture nomination. Here's another crazy sort of tidbit as we wrap up the podcast. If Coda does pull it out, Apple would have beat Netflix to be the first streamer to win Best Picture. Yeah. And the crazy thing is that Netflix has been spending fuck tons of money to say that they're the first streamer to win Best Picture. And then they raised our prices. And the other thing too is like, 
we talked about how the Academy is now like 10,000 plus members, roughly whatever. Um, and we still have a lot of them that are old and are old school. And where I think maybe Belfast could pull it out is because Belfast was um, made by a studio. Yeah. And it could be the older voters voting against Apple and Netflix to be like, we don't want to stream our winning best picture. Yeah. We're going to go to Belfast. And that's where maybe you could have some craziness in best picture. So don't, don't be also surprised if like that happens. Yeah. What I feel overall that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a crazy night. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of surprises because there isn't like, you could say it's a two headed race with Coda and uh, the power of the dog, but you can also think about Belfast coming mm-hmm. in there and stealing some of these awards. Yeah. And, and so there isn't really like a front runner like yeah. there have been really in the past. And usually when that happens, craziness is about to ensue for the Oscars. So to me, I think it's going to be a great night and I'm looking forward to the craziness because that's, that's why I watch and, and it creates these beautiful moments of chaos and in another you know, place where, you know, order is supposed to exist, but you know, who know there's 10,000 people voting. So yeah, this is the, mo- this is the biggest insane. the Academy has ever been. So yeah. craziness may happen. We almost forgot the fan favorite vote, which is the thing this year. And so basically, can you still vote for it right now? You know what? I'm going to take a look right now. Okay. But basically you can, uh, write in, right? Any movie, any movie, and I think you can write kind of like why. But it doesn't matter. Oh, it ended. You. All right. Oh, it ended? Can't vote anymore. Whoops. Okay. Anyway, so you could have voted for it. And you could have voted for any movie. And I think the fan favorite is going to be Spider-Man. Because it's I think so one too, of the biggest movies. Because the Marvel Bros. And yeah. Not to say it was a bad movie. It wasn't. It was fun. I had fun. It was really fun. Other contenders that I heard were Cinderella. What? Army of the Dead, my favorite, Malignant, Malignant, which is what I voted for. That's the one that's had a lot of Twitter, like, just fucking vote for it because it would be amazing. So that would be really cool if it overtook Spider-Man. But But who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I still think it's going to be Spider-Man. Although I would vote for Malignant. Good. That about wraps up our Oscar preview nominations, what we think is going to happen versus what the Academy is going to vote for. We hope that you guys watch the Oscars and comment on who you think are your favorites. You know, let us know whether you agree or disagree in the comments. Again, we're on YouTube, streaming everywhere on uh, where you listen to podcasts. Coming up on our next podcast, you're going to get our full reactions to the Oscar broadcast, what we loved, what we hated, and see how close we came to our predictions. Angie and I are going to be betting. Did we say what, like 50 bucks? 50 bucks. So... 100 bucks. There's 100 bucks right so 100 on bucks right in on this <laughs> to see how close uh, we came and also how you, close you guys came, whether you took our advice or not. Uh, we'd be really stoked to hear if you went with it or just kind of went on your own and what you thought of the broadcast. So you can look forward to that. Like I said, we're streaming wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Search Cup Movie Pod and you should be able to find us. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Cut. That's a wrap. 